Hello, my name is Vanessa Yeager from Costa Mesa, California. I highly recommend getting a rash guard for my era surf. They are beautiful, stylish, and functional, perfect for those warmer surf sessions. Thank you, Vanessa, for your kind review of the Tawny Rash Guard. And thank you for being the community creator that you are. You are such a positive force, always pumping up the women in our community. And I was so stoked to see you post all those Instagram shots <laughs> of you in your Ayara Surf Rash Guard the other day. So thank you so much for your unending support. Here at Ayara Surf, we design to complement the uniqueness and beauty of every woman, not just one industry standard. Currently, we're doing a pre-summer sale, so if you're listening on the launch date of this episode, which is today, May 20th, take advantage of the 30% off, which is the biggest discount that we give all year long. Use your 30% off on a rush guard, just like the one Vanessa gave us a lovely review on, or our Nava reversible bikini bottoms. This sale will run through midnight on Memorial Day, May 25th. If you want to get this discount, head over to the show notes right now, click the link and send us your email. We'll send you that discount code. I'll even give you a short instrumental break to do it. I'm your host, Laura Day. Welcome to part two of episode eight of Confessions of a Surf Lady, a podcast by Ayara Surf. This is the second part of episode eight with Shelby Detmers, professional surfer and 2021 Mexican Olympian. If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to part one before you listen to this episode for more context. Now, I have to thank a few people for the opportunity to do this interview. Thank you to Shelby for spending your time with us. It was such a pleasure getting to chat with you and getting to know you. Shout out to the lovely Vanessa Yeager. As I mentioned, Vanessa always has unending support for the women in our community and put this interview together. Also, thank you to Camille McClay and Board Shaper for inviting me to Huntington Beach to come hang out at their headquarters and for making this happen. For some context, this interview was recorded at Board Shaper HQ in Surf City, USA, Huntington Beach, California in March 2020. In this part two of episode eight, we get to ask Shelby some of the questions that you submitted over Instagram when I asked you, what would you ask a professional surfer? We also get to ask her some of the questions from our episodes. These are the exact same questions that you've submitted confessions to as well. All right, let's get to it. What are your favorite cross-training activities? Honestly, I'm super into yoga, like a yoga strength or like yoga core, like shout out to raw yoga because they're amazing. Um, Lori, she teaches like raw strength. I think it's the class called. She's awesome. So if you want to check that out, she's pretty cool. She teaches at Costa Mesa. (laughs) Um, But anyways, uh, I really enjoy that a lot um, just because, again, I like things that are more like higher intensity and CrossFit is kind of, I think, too hard on your body for surfing. Um, It's like very, it's a lot of like high intensity, but it's like high weights too. And I don't know, it was, I did it and 
I liked it, but like if you're traveling a lot, you need to be consistent with CrossFit. But also like, again, I think it's like really hard on anyone's body. Um, so I think doing like yoga, like vinyasa, even like vinyasa flow yoga, because it's like faster and like with uh, yoga strength or core, depending where you go, it could be core. Um, it It's like lifted yoga. So you have like weights and you're like moving faster and you're like working everything out. Like you work abs, legs, arms. And for surfing, you really need to kind of have all of that. You know, you need to have strong arm and back muscles for paddling. You need to have core strength for popping up and you need to have like your quads need to be in not intact, but uh, strength as well. So you can like control your board instead of the board controlling you, you know? And so honestly, that's just what works for me. And that's what I like. Someone might say something else for them. You know, it just kind of depends what's good for your body because everyone's body is different you know so i just suggest like i mean cardio is always good running and if you want to do some push-ups or like you know squats obviously that will definitely help too but you know that's what i say (laughs) i'm really into yoga strength (laughs) um another one of the questions what are there any arm exercises you do to build the right muscles for strong paddling would you say some of the yoga that you do based on that or is there something specific you do Honestly, swimming would probably help you the most with that, you know, because it's a motion and, you know, just lifting weights. Yeah, you know, I'm sure like you'll build some of the same muscles, but the only way you're going to get better at paddling is to paddle and like continue to paddle, whether it's like, you know, you can get on like a paddle board or like a longer board and just on a like a flat day, just paddle, you know, and paddle back and forth. Or, you know, again, swimming. Or if you want to take your board in a swimming pool and, like, do laps with your board, you know, if that's something you want to do too. But the best way I personally think to develop paddling strength is to paddle. Yeah. So what's your favorite board to ride? Ooh, right now, um, my favorite board to ride oh, – I have, like, two. My two favorite boards are <laughs> – um, they're both Mike Estrada surfboards because I ride for him. One of them's called the Equalizer. It's kind of like a it's a swallowtail and like kind of has like wings. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's super fast board. It's really fun. And then the other one that I've been really into is um, this quad he made me. That's also a swallowtail, and that's it's epoxy, and it's super fun to surf when the waves are small. So I've been having a lot of fun on those two boards. Cool. And, yeah. Do you have a range near Quiver? And how many boards do you have? Um, I. I think I have like six, seven boards, but like I always, once one gets kind of old, I like sell it and then get a replacement. So I don't like keep a thousand boards. Yeah. There's no point in keeping like, <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't feel like there's a point in keeping old boards, but I'm not going to use them. Like, you know, just kind of replace them. Um, but I have this like a mini gun, which for me is a 6'2 because I'm only 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a step-up board that's a 5'11". And then I have a couple 5'8s, 5'7s, and a 5'6". Because, again, I'm short. And I know I've had, like, friends tell me, like, oh, like, guy friends are like, oh, your boards are, like, kind of big for you. Like, you're pretty short. I'm like, yeah, but, like, I kind of <laughs> like it bigger because then when the waves get a little bit bigger, I don't need to, like, have a whole another board. It's like this board works in a little bit bigger waves and, like, smaller waves. Like... So it's just kind of, you know, works and everything. Do you have a longboard? 
no, I'm so <laughs> bad at longboarding. I wish I was better. Like, I don't own a longboard. I would love to get into longboarding. But I remember one time in high school, we had a surf team and I had to longboard and all the longboarders made fun of me because like when I tried to walk up to the nose, Uh I didn't do it like all cool, like cross step (laughs) and whatever. They said I looked like a crab, (laughs) like a crab walking up. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So ever since then, I mean, I've done it a couple of times. What do you see are, like, the key technical differences? Uh, well, not only, the, obviously, the shape. Yeah. You know, um, I think the biggest thing is that longboarders read the wave differently than shortboarders hmm. do. And, you know, because it's – whereas I'm going to look at this one section and be like, oh, I'm going to do this turn here. And, like, you know, a longboarders going to be like, oh, I'm going to do this instead. And – I feel like longboarding is more going with the wave and the flow of the wave, whereas shortboarding is, I don't want to say more disruptive to the wave, but it's (laughs) more disruptive to the wave, for lack of a better (laughs) word, you know, but that's what it is, I think. It's just too, they're both fun. It doesn't matter if you want to shortboard or longboard, surfing, surfing. Yeah. Depends what you like. Cool. So we've had some past questions on some of our past episodes that mm-hmm. I'd love to ask you. Yeah. Go so for it. how do you feel about the way women are represented in the surf industry? That's just, you know, it's hard because you're supposed, at least for like competitive surfing, um, when you're sponsored, it's hard because you're supposed to be like one of the best or it used to be you're supposed to be, like, one of the best surfers. It used to be all about talent. Now it's about how many Instagram followers you have. Like, how do you look in her stuff? Like, are you a model also? Oh, you don't surf that good, but, like, you are very pretty. And it is kind of annoying because there are even, like, girls on the world tour who don't have main sponsors and they rip and they're on the, like, top five female surfers in the world and they like can't get a main sponsor like a big sponsor that makes no sense and like some of them get dropped because the companies want to like replace like bring their budget down so they can replace someone with an instagram model that doesn't even like that can kind of serve but like not really because for them like female surfing is more of a marketing thing it's not like it's marketing through fashion whereas like I don't I feel like men's surfing it is marketing through fashion as well but it's like oh you know like people boys want to dress and be the same and wear the same stuff as like the best athlete whereas I don't know why but women want to be like whoever's dressed the best or whoever's the prettiest and so at that point you know the surf companies see that it's like okay well women are more likely to like want to be like this person because they're pretty and like they want to look like exactly like this person with like no like thigh gap whatever curves no curves whatever it is on trend at that moment whereas like boys are just looking at oh well they're the best athletes so I want to buy Air Jordans because Jordan is like the best like basketball player ever or like I want to you know that jersey because like he's the best quarterback like I that's my team whereas you know surfing doesn't have that and 
you know, a lot of that is like on us as women too. Like, oh, I want to look like that person, so I'm going to buy that, you know? Right. And so it's it's kind of it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating because I understand like from a marketing and business standpoint, I understand what they're doing. But as an athlete, it's just like kind of like an F you yeah. <laughs> at the same time. It's like cool, sick, you know. But that's just I hate to say like that's just how it is, but like, you know, it's just how it is. Right. And there's no use in I don't know, as like I'd rather just do my own thing and if people think that's cool and they like I just wanna be a good role model to younger girls and not even or just a good role model in general, I guess. And as long as I'm doing what I need to do right and what like makes me happy, then I feel that will portray off and all those other things won't matter. Because at the end of the day, that's all I can really do. I can't change the whole entire industry. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's something people forget about. Sometimes you have to work within the confines of what that system is, even if you don't completely 100% agree with it. Exactly. But you do have to do what you need to do for yourself. But in, in that, you still are a part of that change by saying, I'm not cool with this, but I am yeah. still a professional surfer. Exactly. So, yeah. What would you say intimidated you most about learning how to surf? Or is there anything that intimidates you going out in the water and surfing? Honestly, the only thing that ever really intimidates me with surfing is eating shit in front of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I – it's so lame. And then, you know, it happens. Like, it happens to literally everyone. It doesn't matter how good of a surfer you are. It happens. And – that is literally my biggest fear. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I just, like, ate it in front of, like, literally no one can even be out. Like, I've surfed in places where there's no one out, and I, like, totally eat it. I'm like, wow, Shelby, really? You really <laughs> did that? Like, uh, yeah. So that is, like, my. it's not really, like, a fear. It's just more of a, I don't want to look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really have that many fears for surfing, huh. at least. Yeah. Is there, like, a any wave size that you hit that? Starts to make you feel a little scared or anything, or it's not it. It's not scared. It's more of a stress thing. Like, because when the waves get bigger, it's more to me. It's more stressful unless it's in a surf contest. Okay, yeah, but you know, if it's, I don't want to go surf Sunset Beach when it's fifteen feet and like, yeah, cool. Like I can get the shot, but it's like, why? I don't want to. There's all these other guys out there or other people like trying to get the shot like for you know to say like oh I surf sunset 15 feet and it's like to me I don't care about that Mm -hmm. and so to me that makes it more stressful because people out there are like hassling each other more but you also have to be more on your game because you know when it's bigger there's more current like it's stronger you don't want to get caught by the set you don't want to get caught on the inside like what if there's a bigger set out the back and it's just like all these other things that factor in then the other thing is like okay well what if I get caught by the set like I'm gonna get pushed all the way in or there's more sets there's just to me it's not a fear it's more just stress and Again, as I said, like, unless I have to do it for a surf contest, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go out when it's that big because it looks fun. Like, no, it doesn't really look <laughs> fun, like, but I go out if I have to, you yeah. know. <laughs> That's funny. That's how I feel about it. Like, some people like surfing big waves. You go ahead and do it. It's definitely just, like, my max of, like, not feeling stressed out is probably, like, 10 feet, maybe, like, 
maybe 10 12 hmm. that's like okay it's not that stressful but once they get a little bit bigger like 12 and bigger and i'm like okay this is stressful this is stressful <laughs> i'm <Right>. over it <laughs> have you do you have any like almost drowning stories um only from when i was honestly like four years old <laughs> really um it was in mexico the same place i learned how to surf and honestly we were in like shin high water my dad was there and um i went under a wave and like got caught in the undertow and like i couldn't like get up i was like trying to put my hands up to like kicking and my dad was just like standing there looking down at me (laughs) and i like had my eyes open and i was like why is he not saving me and then like literally i just put it together to put my feet down and so i could stand up and i like came up and i was like why didn't you save me like you're a horrible dad like i could have drowned (laughs) and he was like you were fine like you just had to put your feet down like you're fine it's like two feet it's like not even two feet of water and i was just like (sighs) like all like you know and literally i didn't go in the water for a while after that because i don't think i wasn't like afraid i think i was more just like pissed off at my dad and was like Ugh, like I could have drowned. I don't even know. <laughs> so that's like the only near drowning experience I've had mm. thus far. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> so we've got a couple of fun questions that we do on the podcast. Also, nice. what's on your surf playlist? What do you like to listen to? Okay, so technically it's my workout playlist. Yes. <laughs> so it's like a lot of a lot of reggaeton or like. Drake is my boy, and so is Rihanna. I love her so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. one day I know I'm going to meet her. Rihanna, I know. I, okay, I was looking at your Instagram. Like, I think you wrote that you're going to Barbados. You're yes. like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to meet Rihanna. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I know every time I go to Barbados. So my best friend, Chelsea, she lives in Barbados. And so when I go visit her, every single time I've been to Barbados, like, Rihanna literally was either just there or she comes like literally the next day after I leave and I'm just like oh my god we're destined to be friends just let it happen and then when my friend Chelsea she was um doing Miss Barbados uh pageant and I was like Chelsea if you win this please like tell me you're gonna meet Rihanna and then when you meet her can you please like do a video and to ask her to be like hey Shelby or like something (laughs) lame like that and like yeah but that didn't happen so I guess that means we're just gonna meet in person yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I listened to a lot of like reggaeton like Drake Rihanna that type of stuff yeah Yeah. love Rihanna I know at Um, Bad Gal but it's supposed to be Rihanna now right it's Rihanna Rihanna I think there was, like, this whole thing where she's like, my name's Rihanna. Not, like, Rihanna. We'll look it up. Oh, my God. Well, maybe because, like, we don't have the Bayesian accent. And so, like, because I know, like, my friend Chelsea, like, speaks. And, like, you know, it's like saying um, tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is? I don't know. I'll just say Riri. <laughs> Riri. <laughs> <laughs> Do you pee in your wetsuit? Oh, a hundred percent pee in my wetsuit. Sorry, at XL wetsuit. Uh, <laughs> I pee in my wetsuits, but you know, as long as you rinse it out, like I know pee is bad for the neoprene, but just rinse it out and you're fine. Like, you know, if not, I guess just buy a new wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite post-surf meal? I don't know honestly kind of depends like where I'm at what I'm feeling like how hungry am I 
Um, I like to have, uh, sometimes I'll have either coffee before I serve or after I serve too. That depends too. Um, it, it just depends my mood. Sometimes it's literally just like fruit or it's like bagels or it's egg or it's like depending on the time like maybe it's a burger or it's tacos so do you have any particular diet you're following for as you're training no <laughs> dang it no no it is lent right now so i am off sweets if you know me that's like really hard to do i'm really like candy and i'm surprised i don't have diabetes yet and <laughs> like yeah so right now it's no sweets i guess but no i don't really have any dietary things i am actually allergic to bananas and pomegranates what so, really yeah. or it's not like uh, allergicness it's more of like a intolerant to huh. bananas but pomegranates make me deathly sick like wow. really sick wow <laughs> yeah so that's just that's the only thing i can't eat but i don't know i feel like if you're active and you can really eat whatever you want like obviously don't eat mcdonald's every day i <laughs> i don't eat any fast food but like you know I'll have french fries if I want to have french fries and as long as I work out I feel like that's fine <laughs> so are you like surfing and then doing yoga also and doing other workouts or do you usually devote like one day to surfing or one day um, to yeah it kind of just depends because like I do have to have a job yeah um because surfing does not pay the bills that's for sure like you know at least not everyone has surfing to pay the bills. Um, and so it just kind of depends how much time I have. I definitely surf a lot more than I do like yoga or anything because I mean, you're not going to get better at surfing if you're not surfing. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't understand. Like, all these, like, I see a lot of people on Instagram that surfers are like, oh, in the gym, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's cool and all, but you know, your surfing is not going to progress unless you're surfing. Right. And so I definitely surf a lot more than I cross train, you know, especially like, cause I already have those muscles developed as well. So, I mean, if anything, when you, you are cross training, it's just to like, I guess, strengthen a couple of things that you need to strength, like, I guess, legs. And I mean, also core, if you want to look good in a bikini, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the last one. What chores do you shamelessly ditch to go surfing? Um, a hundred percent, it would be laundry, <laughs> um, cl or cleaning my room. I'd be like, oh, my room's a little bit dirty. Oh, but the waves are firing. Okay, I'll do that another time. <laughs> so it's either laundry or cleaning my room. <laughs> Got it. Well, thank you so much for being yeah, us thank with you. us Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. We're going to be watching you and we're going to be rooting hey, for you for thank the you. Olympics. Thank you. Thank you, Shelby, for being part of Confessions of a Surf Lady and sharing some of your confessions to the same questions we've discussed on our podcast. Also, thank you for answering some of the questions submitted by our listeners. I know that we can all appreciate that even though you're surfing and competing at the most elite level, surfers at any skill can relate to some of your experiences. Thank you, our listeners, for joining us on part two of episode eight of this interview. There is one more part that you should listen to right after this. 
This podcast, Confessions of a Surf Lady, is sponsored by Ayara Surf. So it is paid for from a portion of the sales that we make. If you love this podcast and would like to support the making of it, you can do so by shopping at Ayara Surf. Hit the link in the show notes to sign up for our 30% off pre-summer sale that runs through Monday, May 25th. You'll get a discount code sent directly to your inbox. All right, lady, we've come to the end of part two of episode eight, but not the end of the conversation. Listen to part three to hear how Shelfie is doing after learning about the postponement of the 2020 Olympics. I'll see you there.